respect, had to sweat just to cash checks, working from sunrise to set. Every day get challenged, no trades or talents, barely scraped by. We can, we can wing it. We can wing it. And by that, I mean, hello, and welcome to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. As always, I'm Rudy. And I'm Al. That was our best intro ever. And now it's the worst it's one. It's funny because I, I, <laughs> I had my headphones unplugged, and I plugged them in right when you were saying, I'm Rudy, and I just said my name. It was perfect. No, that, was, that was exactly what we were looking for. Right. You should you should yeah. do deaf podcasts more often. Like just take your headphones off for the majority yeah, just, of guess. <laughs> just pop it. Yeah. In fact, if you just if you just of... occasionally chime in with things like, well, bald guys who would probably solve that, or you know, Kruligans are pretty good. Um, you, you'd probably still be pretty on on point with uh, with your commentary. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think I just yeah. summoned Dan. By saying I was just Kruligans talking about cruelty three times, three times in a row. Day and I was like, they're they're almost as good as necropunks, <laughs> but they cost a soul stone less. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, that's true. Well, the, the, the the real point is, um, Dan would argue that they're actually better than necropunks, and I don't know if he'd be wrong because I feel like if you need to interact, like if you need to. If you need to interact, I think a necropunk is better for things like deliver the message, for things like um, distract, those kind of things. I think that a necropunk is going to be better because it can move, distract, and then leap away, or move and then, uh, you know, cursed object and then leap away. Um, but for things like line in the sand or plant evidence or things like that, then I think a, I think a, a Kruligan does have it over them because they they place the ski marker and then they place yeah. themselves. So and they also get to do from the shadows, which means they can be a lot more like their starting area is a lot more versatile. But yep. we're ahead of ourselves and not going to talk about resers because neither of us played them. No. Well, we both play them, but not as our mains anymore. You, play, you still play Resur. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true fact. I, we're not talking not in months. So I have played a Resur. I did just buy three more Krooligans in a Molly box. So. You bought the Molly box. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about my mistakes here in a little bit, too. We'll get there. I think that I think that's, that's actually a mistake. I Oh, yeah. I I made a mistake. I I already owned Molly. True so to just true to the form of the up, show. Upgrading, upgrading the models to the plastics, <laughs> mainly because my necrotic machine has been falling apart into little pieces. The Do metal I, one. Shall we jump into the hag, so that I can talk yeah, about I mean, my mistake that I made? Not. Yeah. All right. Cool. Hag, uh, hobby wise. <laughs> I, I've started up some more basing for a crew that I picked up while I was in Califo. Yay. It's let me let me let me give you a hint. It's Bayou Bases. Nothing? You're not Is that for me or for the yes, audience? That's for, I, yes, I mean, for I, you. I, I, well, already can't. I, already, I already know what you got. <laughs> oh, well then, spoiler. Say, say it for me. I can't, uh, I can't even utter the, the words. The brewmaster. Correct. Uh, I'm very really excited about it. I think my I think my plan is to... 
move into 10 Thunders a bit, but I, I know that I'm going to want to leave a couple games where I'm experimenting with Gremlins because I think Ophelia and Brewmaster are good sort of polar opposites where Ophelia is all about fast mobility and murder. Uh, the Brewmaster is more about staying at home and getting drunk. Uh, so it's, it'll be nice to play them against each other. Like if we're in Reckoning or Headhunter or whatever, I can make shooty shooty. And if we're yeah. in, I don't know, Turf War or Squatter's Rights or any of those, I can make people's lives miserable by giving them hangovers. Could be fun. Uh, so that's what yeah. I've been working on. I, I also did some painting. I had a few models that I needed to paint up before I went out to Califo. Uh, I believe they were uh, a pistolero. I had to paint up a pistolero. Uh, and I had to paint up... Um, oh, what was that other thing I needed to paint? It was. It ended up being quite a few things. Uh, but they all went pretty quick, and they were pretty easy. I was actually really happy with the way with the paint job on the pistolero. Um, and he ended up being pretty useful throughout the weekend. Uh, so did my wastrels. I painted them a while ago when I was painting at McCabe, and, and I had never actually gotten them on the table until this weekend. They're really good. Like, really Yeah, good. they're fun. They cost five soul stones or four? I think four. Yeah, I played against them in one of my games, and they seemed really solid. Uh, in my hobby, though, I actually painted a Malifaux model. What? Really badly. What'd you paint? <laughs> I painted uh, Gracie up. Oh, nice. In anticipation of playing her. Piggins. Uh, she's, uh, I did play her. The paint job's not great. I'm probably going to need to do a lot more work on it or strip it and try again. Yeah. Or just get one that's already painted. Oh, yeah. Is from somebody. I mean, it would probably yeah. come with the, with a lot, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yep. So that's, uh, yeah, I've been talking to my friend Mark, who used to play Gremlins and made an entire Ulix crew. Like, he made all the from stuff scratch. that's not out from, well, he, he uh, changed other models, greatly changed other models and made them look really awesome. In order to make all the new stuff for Ulix, and then he's moved on and is playing different factions now, and he he likes to sell his old crews when he does that. You know, I got my Hoffman crew. Why not? And we're trying. We're working out a deal so I can buy it from him. Nice. Ulix, and then I'm not sure. He was trying to figure. Out, he was going to make a list of everything that you know should come with it and i assume that's like all the big pigs and old major some little and, pigs and yeah um, yeah i'm really looking forward to it it's a real pretty crew it's a lot of fun god his it's, the, uh, yeah, for those of you who haven't seen it on the on the weird place i think it's up there somewhere he took a, a, it goblin. Was a while ago so it's gonna be yeah. might be hard to find we'll try if we can find a picture of it i'll throw it in the show notes or we'll relink it on the weird place or whatever yeah um he took a goblin from another game system and gave him a walking staff and a peg leg and then gave him a full body pig onesie uh probably out of now, this was stuff. Yeah, it was out of green stuff. This was pre uh, UK Masters, just so everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, 
this was this is why I was still in Detroit. So that's really funny. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to it a lot because it's it's hilarious and cute and it's oh, just so much really fun. Good. And Ulysses, I mean, Ulysses awesome. is a master that's right up my alley because it's all about friendly obeys and and aura bubbles and sort of Hoffbot esque. Yeah. It's like the pig version of Hoffman, you know. So that uh, that's calls to me. Calls to me. Yeah, he's models looking like, like fun. I listened to uh, Dan's podcast with Ross from the breach Breach boys yeah yeah which i have actually listened to a few episodes and i enjoy in fact if i only had two words to describe them i would say that they're absolutely brilliant of course (laughs) but uh he did a good talk through with ulix and some of his fun stuff and sort of got me amped up to uh try him out so that's going to be my future mistake when Mark figures out how much money he is going to take for me. <laughs> so we're both sort of moving into the bacon. Before he, yeah. <laughs> I, hope he, I hope he doesn't listen before he quotes me. Oh, I, I see how much you want it. Once he realizes how much you want it. <laughs> I don't even know if he listens like to that. a podcast. But, uh, I think he anyway. might. Maybe not. I don't know if he listens to any podcasts. Oh, sure, I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's exciting and new and then like i said i bought the molly box in just preparation for future stuff and because if well if you i think we talked about it before that the weird uh they're doing a promo where you can get a johanna if you buy 60 dollars in their merch and submit your receipts so i wanted the box anyway so that was a little push to get it just get it done i did not buy enough from the store because there was a 20 percent sale and i didn't have anything else i wanted i was running out of money uh, so I just bought Brewmaster, but he was he was relatively cheap. Twenty percent off is not nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Um, no. And uh, and it was there. Like I walked into the store yeah. and I was like, I don't need to buy anything. I'm playing Guild this weekend. It's fine. And then John Mitsakis, who is the, in from Australia, was like, Hey, I found this on the new arrivals wall. And I was like, What? And I'd given him yeah. crap because he bought the Brewmaster from our local store. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you know you need to buy it. I'm like, I don't need to buy it. He's like, but think about all the people who are going to be showing up to the tournament tomorrow and being like, oh, I wonder if they have Brewmaster. Oh, no, they don't have Brewmaster. Someone must have bought it, and you could be that someone, Rudy. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Flatlands was selling out. Like, I think he got two of each, the two Molly and two Brewmaster, and then sold them both out like within a day. And wow. then got some more, and now they're both gone again. So I think I was the me. third person to buy Molly, and then, nice. yeah. I so mean, cool. Ironsides I think is also going to sell like hotcakes because there's a lot of good uh, Arcanist generalists in there as well. Like the captain is a great model, and the Arcanist or the MNSU mages are all right. They're pretty good. Uh, they've definitely got a place. And Ironsides, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but I think everyone's going to want to try that tea. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I do. I'm yeah. gonna. That's that's my Molly. Is once that box comes out, since I've already got games played, I'm just going to upgrade to an official model, um, and yeah. feel better for it because my Ironsides is good, but it's not legit. My Captain is great, but the the model, the render for their Captain is so fucking sick. I'm yeah. very excited to see that thing. Yeah, that, that box looks real pretty. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, announcements. Are there announcements? Do you have announcements? 
No. There's one. I have two. One of them is that Califo was awesome. Um, if you, I know that it's past the time, and I announced it last week too, so it's still part of my announcements from last week. But next year, if you can make it out to Califo for the event, you probably should. There were upwards of just under, just just under, like mid twenties in the hardcore tournament. It's a hardcore tournament on Friday. And there were 34 yeah. people starting the Masters tournament on Saturday. That's those, cool. those are some legit numbers, man. And uh, and they have the best prize support that I've seen at a tournament ever. And that was with Adepticon the year that I went. Like Adepticon had a lot of events and they had a lot of prizes for those events. But I'm talking like Califo is coming with huge trophies like the first place in the Masters got a trophy that was probably like a, a white crystal trophy or a clear crystal trophy with Malifaux Masters, Califo 2015 first place, probably 15 inch tall. Wow. Just just gorgeous. I saw that and I was like, I want it. And then I saw the pile that was next to that trophy. It was like you got a pick of a crew box that was from this stack. You got all these tokens and there was a Badger airbrush on top of everything. And I was like, oh. Wow. Um, Very so, cool. So there, and I actually, I we're, we'll get to it. I took second place in the hardcore tournament, and I I got a, a trophy of it looks it looks sort of like Lou Ferrigno basically ripping off his shirt, and it says second place Malifaux hardcore twenty fifteen, um, and that's going on my desk in my office pretty easily. Like I'm excited. I want to show, I want to show this thing off. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a it's a hell of an event. You should get out and go to it. And I think next year there are rumblings that they're going to move out of the unair conditioned back of a game store and into potentially even a uh, uh, a convention type center or a hotel uh, like a hotel area. area. Yeah. So that they can have you know air conditioning, yeah. drinks on site, hotels on site. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty neat. No I'm doubt. pretty excited to go back. Sure. I'm gonna drive another twenty hours for it pretty easily if it's if it's like this time of year too yeah i might be tempted you should oh fly out to portland we'll drive down or we'll, we'll still there's car fly there no that's dumb <laughs> i need a, okay. I need, I need a driving budget. no uh anyway oh, yeah um no i'll have i'll have josh and them to to be my driving buddy but you can be my hotel buddy <laughs> it's, anyway, it's, that's a long ways off still. Yes, it is. Uh, the second announcement <laughs> is many that coming, other up, conventions coming up in July. I think the first weekend in July. Uh, there's a there's a, a northwestern area sort of greater club called the Ordo Fanaticus. Ordo Fanaticus. Yes. It's the it's the same company that or the same group of people that organized while purchase and is currently organizing the through the bre breaching the foes, um, and the and every year they have something called the Ordo Fanaticus Club Challenge, and essentially what they do is they just do great big tournaments for all the game systems that their club supports. That's you know Warhammer, War Machine, um, Hordes, uh, Fantasy, and this year they're also doing a. Malifaux Masters. I think they did one last year. I didn't get to go because I was busy doing work. But this year, uh, I think I get to go, and I'm excited about it because it's going to be a Mark Hanford run event, gaining ground style tournament, typical, you know, um, 
TPVP diff sort of uh, tournament. I'm excited to do it. I think it's going to be five rounds, uh, three on Saturday, two on Sunday. And that's going to be cool. at the. That's awesome. And that's going to be at the. At, at a at one of the major in Hilton. It's like Hilton, or ah, uh, it's yeah. Hold on. <laughs> in oh, no. in Portland, you said, or is that? No. Uh, it should be in Portland, but uh, it's actually going to be in Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, okay. Not BC, but okay. Washington. Yeah. So it's near Portland, I assume. Yes. I don't, I yeah, it's don't right know. across the bridge, basically. <laughs> okay. Uh, it looks yeah. like we're going to be at the Hilton, the Hilton in Vancouver, Washington. And uh, it's going to be great. Um, nice. I don't even have to book a hotel because I can drive to that one. What up? Uh, and I yeah. think they'll be drinking in the hotel just like at a normal con. So that'll be fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's what, those are my announcements. There's another announcement. Uh, there is. In the last weekend of July, Gen Con is available if you want to play games well, in the Midwest. If you're interested. And you didn't know about Gen Con. You know, if you're just hearing about it from hear us us on this podcast joe uh is going to be hosting the tournaments for malifaux so that's exciting that's joe gerard a, of the detroit local yeah. and also of cheated fates fame cheated Fates, yeah he was just talking about some terrain he wasn't up at the store yesterday so i couldn't talk to him but i'm like considering i will gonna help him out with that hopefully maybe at some least if i can't get down there yeah i'm hoping to nice or at least see what he needs help with and what you know trying to do something for it just to get him started he wasn't up at the store yesterday so i didn't get to talk to him so i'm, I'm so assuming he's not gonna be like no no i don't want no. any help don't want your help <laughs> i want to do it all myself that I, I doubt like that's gonna happen but that uh, sounds exactly yeah. like you're doing a joint pressure right now that's what you're doing yeah <laughs> oh man no uh so that's gonna be my next couple of that's going to get me back into doing some hobby stuff hopefully which is good yeah. if you can get to gen con you should really I, go to I, that i i want to but we're we are me and my uh girlfriend are talking about doing a vacation like two weeks before then because she has like five or six days off in a row and that might put a kibosh on me doing another trip the <laughs> you know two weeks later so <laughs> fair enough unless i can Unless I can find people to like hotel with and drive with. If Joe like lets yeah. you crash in his back seat and then crash on his floor or bathtub. Yeah. I'm pretty sure his lady is coming, so it might be. Gross. <laughs> Never mind. Probably not want to share the hotel room with like five guys. <laughs> That's probably not what he's up to. But yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to talk to him try and hopefully try and figure that out and get to go at least for part of the time would be good. I really want to. I mean, how long of a drive is Indianapolis to Michigan? It's, it's a little over five, I believe. That's not bad. You a little over five. Day. No, not bad at all. I mean, you did it for Adepticon. I did. <laughs> it's, yeah, I did do that. But I, I would like to go at least, you know, at least for uh, a day or two. Yeah. You know, at least for like the day and then spend the night and then leave the next day. Absolutely. You know? But I don't. You know, I got to figure out a hotel, and it's a bigger deal. Like, Adepticon was easy because I already had the hotel, so it was like just, you know, show up. Now I don't have a hotel, and it's like 
a month out and it's just a huge convention so it's like i'm yeah. looking up the hotel list and there's 15 hotels and it's like this one has a shuttle and this one's this much plus parking and it's like uh this is way too complicated <laughs> for me to do like by myself just be like, or too expensive for me to just go like oh i'm just gonna get my own room for the night and drive down and park and you know i don't want to do that yeah sounds pretty i need good. i need a some some cohorts <laughs> like a mark get mark but, to go <laughs> and buy me ironsides somebody and ship that shit to me <laughs> yeah buy you ironsides and ship it to you i mean i don't know what i don't okay. know what's going to be there but i know that i'm going to yeah, want we'll some see. stuff i think you I'm know the sure. miss model is always exciting the 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 nightmare crew i have no idea what the nightmare crew is going to be but i'll probably want it it's going to be fun um there's going to be fun stuff yeah there always is there always if is. i go i'm Usually the other the problem limited stuff that I'm like, I like oh, I want like, it. <laughs> that's the problem. I, like, that's the thing. It's like, it's not just the money for a hotel and driving down there. That's like, oh, yeah, and then I'm going to spend way too much money Probably on models. Probably a couple hundred bucks on models, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much way around that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, go anyway. to Gen Con. If you have, you know, if you're just like, want to hang out with me at Gen Con and invite me to come then do that. Scratch on your floor. <laughs> Encourage me to come. I mean, I'll obviously I, I'm willing to pitch in some money. Just not, I just like, I, it's a big thing, you know, and just to go by yourself. So he I, I want to talk to Joe and he'll bring, yeah, I know a case of good beer from Michigan. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and you want that it's Indiana though. It's not like they can't, get the beer from michigan it's pretty it's not bring, like if i was going like bring kiwana ales and stuff like the good stuff yeah bells oh no i found bells out in oregon man okay sorry digressing do you want to move into <laughs> game? would you like to move into games now under the the beer segment of our podcast, no. our <laughs> podcast. coming up next oh, i'm really excited stage about bells stage being in portland <laughs> that's pretty exciting man moving on to games games now i'm gonna have Oh, whatever. I guess we won't talk about beer. Beer's I should do good. it. Yes, never mind. Topic. Yeah. A beer podcast? Wait, unless you're under over 21. Wait. I mean, drink responsibly. Drink responsibly, right? kids. Don't. If you're a kid. <laughs> you're a kid. You're an adult, too. <laughs> you're a kid, drink responsibly. <laughs> it's almost one in the morning. Oh, Can't tell. <laughs> okay. And oddly enough, I'm not drinking a beer. No. <laughs> oh, man, I kind of want to be, though. Now. Anyway, uh, games. 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 In the head. This is going to take up a majority of our time, unless we want my games to be a part of a tournament report. I mean, we could do that. Okay. Let me just go through my games real quick. I had we'll one game that was a non-tournament game. All right, could do that one, then. Okay. Uh, my buddy Kyle. Um had never played in the hardcore format. And so we're sitting there before the hardcore tournament and he and I were sort of workshopping his list. And I had this really cool idea for a list that was, uh, Sadir, uh, Abuela with Diestro and two guild riflemen with the concept of, you know, one of the riflemen pushes Abuela into engagement of the master and then everyone just unloads on him. Right. Uh, the yeah. problem is if you push Sidi or if you push Abuela or Francisco or anyone with Diestro into engagement with a model, 
and you don't have to randomize for that model, it doesn't mean you don't have to randomize. So I was shooting at the judge who was nearby to Abuela and the Brutal Effigy. Abuela didn't get a card flipped for her because she had this Diestro, which meant I had a 50-50 chance of actually hitting my target because I still had to flip for the Brutal Effigy and the judge. So I ended up going away from that for the obvious reason of I didn't want to have to randomize if I was trying to go for assassinate. Uh, but I did, like I said, Sadir with, I don't think I had promises because I was short on points. I had Abuela with Diestro and two riflemen. He had the judge, the brutal effigy, um, friends, or an executioner, and a Latigo Pistolero. And, uh, and it was it was close. I think I ended up getting him just because I had. Oh, I think no. He, I think he ended up getting me. He was able to take out Abuela, and then eventually come back and kill. Uh, I don't think he killed Steer. I think I won. It didn't matter. We were we were playing super fast because we were trying to get into the get the game done in thirty minutes time frame. Um, it was a really fun game, and it was cool because uh, I was sort of opening Kyle's eyes up to some of the ugly combos of the guild like having the judge use combat effectiveness on an executioner is great having the judge use combat effectiveness on francisco is better and so he tweaked his list so that it was you know the judge francisco a pistolero and i think the brutal effigies because they're the same they're the same cost it once you take the francisco with um weighted um yeah. they're the same cost and it's like, well, he's good, but he's could be better. But the thing is, he ended up using the executioner a lot that weekend, and the executioner is good, especially if you can give him tasty targets to eat through and just heal back up. But I ended up switching my, I ended up switching out of that list, the the um, Sadir Abuela list, because of that game, and I'm really happy I did because I don't think I would have done nearly as well in the tournament had I not done that. And what list did I play, mm -hmm. dear leader? I mean, dear listener. You will have to wait and find out. <laughs> so, uh, okay. Oh, I figured out why I couldn't add my points up right because we played 26 Soulstone game. Weird. Anyway, uh, so we started our league, our grow league, uh, buy a box grow league. Uh, I am playing Somer for it. I figured it'd be a good time to start him with zero games, get some games in, build up the the faction a little bit and try some new stuff so that was good uh week one was uh, we've moved to tuesdays now just for the summer and maybe for the future i noticed that yeah uh, wednesday was getting a little crowded because of uh war machine there's a they do, they do a big magic tournament and they started doing a right i think it's war machine league and then and that yeah, it's it's getting crowded, and most of the guys are like Tuesday's fine. Yeah, let's just do that. So we moved it uh, during the summer. It's obviously hard to get lots of people. So on the first day, we had six show up. Uh, I was fairly late, and so was my opponent. Like we both got there about forty-five minutes to an hour after everybody else. So they had already started playing their uh, twenty-six Soulstone games. Uh, which is really low for master led. It's really hard to balance, obviously. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, that didn't. There weren't. I don't think anybody was though. 
You? I don't think or... anybody ran summoning. I did, but I didn't really. Not a lot. <laughs> I wasn't like abusing it. I wasn't powering it. And you weren't pulling a the thing about Somer. Sorry, about Somer at the low soul stone is like. Uh, you don't. I mean, I guess if I just went crazy and just brought like all Bayou Gremlins and Slop Haulers, I could have done it, but I didn't. I didn't go there, mainly because I only have four Bayou Gremlins. Fair enough. I should probably get more at some point. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I brought Somer, uh, two Bayou Gremlins, a Slop Hauler, Lenny, and the Family Tree upgrade. I don't know if that adds up right. Nine. Plus nine, you, plus five, 18, 20, 20, yeah. So I think I, I don't know, it was fun. Uh, we played Extraction. He had Yan Lo. We had two Yan Lo players in our league. It's Joe's playing Yan Lo as well. He brought two Onryo, I think. The spirit, they were spirits, and they didn't do much. And Ashigaru and Izamu the armor so that was bad <laughs> the schemes that were relevant we, we played extractions we had entourage which we both took uh he took bodyguard on Nizamu, and i took distract which was rough uh i didn't write up a whole thing for this just because it was so small and really yeah. pretty crazy so uh, my most ridiculous moment by far that I'm going to talk about was uh, I had one bio, like he had killed one of my bio gremlins and I had the other one and I was like, oh, I'll activate him and shoot and then heal him with the slop hauler and then, you know, maybe get your bro after or something like that. And he got the dumb luck trigger and then hit the red joker when he was shooting at Azamu and blew himself up and didn't kill Azamu and didn't kill the Ashigar with a blast. It was really quite impressive and sad. <laughs> it's like, oh, there goes any summoning, and I killed myself, and I didn't kill these models that can get healed up really easily. Mm. So that was bad. Uh, I had a lot of not killing his stuff in that game. It was pretty rough. I killed one of the Onryo, uh, and Somer did a bunch of damage, but didn't kill anything. Lenny, it turns out, not the best choice against Yan Lo uh, between Lightning Dance lightning and dance, his yeah. ability to attack willpower. The Lightning yeah. Dance was really rough because like, you can teleport to Lenny anytime, you know, and then put him wherever you want. So on turn two, I think Lenny went right next to Azamu and Yan Lo popped right up next to Somer. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, I brought that was what my list was. I had two Bio Gremlins and uh the one of the kin that cost seven francisco uh, or Raphael, the one that hurts himself a lot i can't remember his name i think especially francois yeah. was he a shooter or was he a stabber? It was francois it was francois yeah probably yeah, francois was good yeah. yeah francois and he uh, yeah and i brought him that was why i couldn't pick out my list anyway so yeah i had i think I don't know. Not important. <laughs> yeah, so he was up there and right next to Yan Lo, and it was going into turn three. I was like, if I had one initiative, I might have been able to take out Yan Lo. He didn't have all the upgrades on him yet, obviously. Uh, but I could have done some work, and then I didn't. He won initiative. 
lightning dance and back away. Lenny got trapped and couldn't really kill anything, you know, just sort of stood there and flailed. I think he distracted some stuff, but never enough to get me points. Uh, Nino was playing really far back and just like trying to avoid getting too close to me. So that worked out really well for him. Uh, he just picked off a lot of my stuff. I managed to get all three points for Entourage off of Somer, just uh, his squeal. I, I ended up actually shooting at him myself in order to get him to squeal and run away farther. So that was awesome to get him out of engagement with his Amu to avoid the uh, the brutality that is trying to disengage from his Amu. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and then I, I just walked model. into the Entourage. He's, yeah, uh, he's, he's real good. He's Ten Thunders too, as well, right? Yeah, he's the he's the dual faction. I just think that if you put so an Azami inside of a Brewmaster bubble, and they're like, "I'm going to try and walk away," well, maybe you should have a drink instead. No, you don't want to drink. Get him, Azami. <laughs> yeah, he's or he's Yin good. Yin he's also, good. who can do the "I'm going to do damage yeah. on my disengaging strikes." Ugh. Okay, sorry. Yin Yin's pretty good. No, yeah. Uh, so that was the entourage. I didn't. I think I didn't get any points for distract. He just kept clearing it because I just had so much, so few models compared to him at the, by that point. And then he had bodyguard on his Zamu, which I tried to take him down to low half wounds, but he just heals too much with Yanlo being able to heal him. Yeah, and everything. So it didn't work out so well. I think I, I ended up with six points, three for entourage, three for the strategy, and then uh, he got the full ten. That was my first game with Summer. I I did have some fun. Uh, it was a pretty pretty brutal though. Uh, game two is the next week at thirty Soul Stones, and this time I played. We played the strat uh, transport the relic. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's Shenlong's story encounter. So that was really cool. Actually, this is one of the one of the first time I've played one of the new story encounters and it, it was good. It was, it was very fun, different thing to do. It's uh, just transport relic. From and, what it sounds uh, like it was, um, it was like treasure hunt from 1.5. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think I played treasure hunt in 1.5 ever, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, Collins, the, the deployment on it kind of messed me up. I picked the list without really, Looking at it, I just wanted to stick, you know, fairly close to Somer's stuff. I don't have a ton of gremlins. But when I read it, I did make one change. I put in the Pigapult instead of Lenny because I was defending, which meant I had to get my guys up the field with the Relic. I figured the Pigapult would be good at that, you know, trying to move stuff up. And it's a cool model. And I have it. And I was like, I'm going to play with this. And then uh, I brought two slot pollers and two bio gremlins this time, and two mosquitoes uh, with the family tree upgrade again, hoping to summon some stuff. And I did. I summoned two more bio gremlins, which didn't work out so well because of the deployment type. So in this one, the attacker, I think I was the defender, which means I deploy normally, and then the attacker takes. Uh, the number of models he has, he puts a 30 mil token out for them and then three additional ones anywhere 12 inches from your board edge and can deploy when a model was like when it's his turn to activate a model, he deploys that model at one of the markers and then they activate like immediately. Weird. So they're just popping up out of nowhere, which 
with my really shooty crew, and I didn't say this earlier, but he was playing Mizaki. Huh. Uh, so <laughs> Mizaki being able to pop up six inches from your deployment zone or 12 inches from your board edge is uh, not really easy to deal with. Oh, no, it's terrifying. <laughs> Uh, especially when she brings a Toto, who's like really slow, but not when he starts a foot away from your board edge. Yeah, you know. And it's funny had, because he had two. It sort of makes sense in yeah. the in the theme of the story, where it's the gremlins are coming in to steal an item, and Masaki and her crew are there to stop them. Yeah, I, I get it that you know they're just popping out of their wherever is to, you know, they, wherever they show up. I mean, I think part of it was I didn't. Real, like my crew was not optimal for this with the shooting and that kind of deployment type. I think looking at the deployment type, like after, I would have definitely been better off bringing, you know, a lot more big stuff like the pigs and, you know, just stuff that can handle melee combat. Oh, more. man, you know, it would really good is Gracie and Bert and uh, Saddle. Yeah. Because yeah, then- exactly. You know, even if you give Gracie the relic, you're still pulling Bert up along with her. Yeah, and he can help prevent. Uh, the schemes for this one were the ones that were we we actually played with were Entourage, which we both took. Um, he took Make Them Suffer, and I took Protect Territory. Uh, so that was that. Uh, it was real rough, just because I. I, I didn't prepare for against Mizaki very well. Like I, and like I said, I was playing a lot of shooting in a weird deployment type where you really don't want to, it turns out. Yeah. So, uh, but I like, and the other thing was because he could wait, he didn't have to, de- you know, he'd deploy his model when he activated. There was no way for me to weaken stuff before it came in. Like, it was just, oh, Mizaki pops up and she immediately charges you. You know, Murder. I couldn't shoot at her first. Yeah, exactly. Or same with a Toto. Uh, yeah. And then the biggest thing he did was he brought the smoke and shadow upgrade and had Shang in the backfield. So after he popped his Torakage up and did some stuff, it was pretty brutal. That was my, this was my my genius play, though. This is really good. <laughs> so I had the two Skeeters run up and just tie up the two closest markers. And I'm like, well, that way, if he pops something out, they're going to have to kill the mosquito first before he can you know charge in and maybe it'll give me a turn to do my summons and get some shots off or something but uh he proceeded to bring in a torakage one shot the mosquito Ugh. and then bury it with the smoke shadow and then did it again with the other mosquitoes so it was just like <laughs> it's like all right i guess uh, i'm gonna face charges from a toto and mizaki like yeah it was rough i was like i was hoping that defense seven but you know only three wounds. He managed to get moderates on his negative flips what? twice, which was really Look, rough. Like, yeah, he was. He did have some good flips. Fate. So, yeah, he did have some good flips in this game. There was a there's a lot of that moderates on negative. Yep. So that didn't help. My inability to get a good hand for a while didn't help. You know, was, but then again, you know, like I said, my crew was definitely not optimal. That was the, the, for sure the biggest mistake. Uh, just bringing random stuff. The Pigapult actually almost worked out, but Mizaki's just too fast. She was able to catch up with my Slop Hauler and Bayou Gremlins that managed to escape her Thunder Death Blast 
shenanigans <laughs> on turn one. Yeah, that was my other mistake for sure, was uh, not drawing my cards for free on the Somer's ability. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when a gremlin dies within this. six, he can draw two cards. I just completely neglected to do that. That's what I missed out on drawing six like, cards. That's what it was. I feel like that, like the healing flip on Vika Blood, uh, there are a bunch of abilities that happen when things like that happen where you just forget. It's so oh, yeah. It was on the front of the card and. You're defending, and you're not thinking about your master. You know, exactly, so. like you're, you're defending with your you're defending with your minion, and you're not thinking about what's on my master's yeah. card. Yeah, so I'm I'm probably gonna remember that from now on, though. Uh, it was best. It ended, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have a really epic couple turns with my bio gremlins up the field who were defending from uh, the Tutorkage, and they managed to like one of them managed to live through like four Torakage attacks and like a Mazaki attack in one turn. So that was awesome. Nice. He just won a lot of duels. Didn't end up not mattering because it was just like, I'm one bio gremlin. Eventually I'm going to die. And Colin's hand on the last turn was crazy. He had like the red Joker and a couple of 13. So it was like, there's like, I can't even, you know, there's no way I could prevent that. He got full points for entourage. Uh, I didn't get any cause he killed Somer. And then he got the four points for the, the strat and what did I say? He had to make them suffer, which I think if we had played it out, he would have got full. I don't remember. He, I'm sure he got full points for make them suffer. Uh, and then I got zero points. Yeah, all I needed was Ototo or Ototo or Masaki to kill a Bayou Gremlin or I guess a yeah. Skeeter one time, three times. Yep, it's so, uh, pretty yeah, safe. So bet. that was. A real rough game. Uh, then I got to play another game that night, thankfully, because it was over pretty quick with the 30 Soulstone game. And John was hanging out, waiting for a game. Uh, so I played John, uh, Guild John. Not, not. Uh, he's coming back out for, uh, to the shop every once in a while now. He, he's been away for a little bit, but he's been back out there, which is good. John, I like so Guild John. He, uh, yeah. He's fun to play against, and he's trying out uh, McCabe. He just picked up McCabe for the league. Oh, that's going to be uh, good. This was his first game with McCabe, and he ended up being the I, I'm the defender on this one, the one who deploys, and I got to play markers. I just asked to do that just because I could try the other side. Uh, nice. I switched my list up, which was really pivotal, and I brought in Gracie and removed the Skeeters and... Uh, the Pigapult. I think I actually messed up my my list making because I think I I, I I took two less stones than I could have. I, like, I just forgot about the last two stones. Might as well brought a one skeeter or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I think I just or I just this have six stones instead of four. But uh, yeah, so I I switched it out. I was attacking. He brought McKay. He brought the entire the crew box. So he had the three wastrels, the uh, Sadir, Lucas, Luna, Sadir, yeah. and Luna. Just the basic. Crew that box player. has a lot of models and, in it, man. Yeah, it was. That was when he said it was. The, that was the you know that was the crew box. I was like, really? That's a, that's crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a good box too. Yeah. So he uh, gave the relic to Sadir to carry. And uh, he put all his stuff sort of on one side, 
Oh, the, the schemes for this one, the, I took Breakthrough and Bodyguard on Gracie, and then he took Bodyguard on Sadir, and I think his other one was unrevealed as well, but I don't think he ever revealed it because it, it didn't, he didn't, sorry, uh, he never, he didn't get, he didn't get to reveal it because it didn't come up, so, so we went, yeah. So we uh, started with him all on the one side, and I, was, I announced a breakthrough. So he realized, oh, no, you can just pop a guy out on that side, and you're going to have breakthrough. So he sent a wastrel over there to try and stop me from doing that and succeeded. I didn't, I didn't bother. I kept my gremlins all back, sort of behind a bridge a little bit back farther. I summoned a couple, and then I started shooting with Somer. His gun went crazy. I got... Oh, this was the, this was really the pivotal moment of the game that won it for me. Is Somer was up and he, I think I focused and shot with uh, his gun, and John got a flip and I I was just barely beating him and he didn't cheat up and I had a ram in hand I cheated up for the thinking luck and got the straight flip or the or what you know I got to severe on the damage, which is eight and two blasts so I dealt eight to Lucas on the horse and just killed him right away after hitting him for force earlier, four earlier by somebody else. So his horse was dead. He had to dismount. And that really put him on the back foot real early. Mm -hmm. Also did four to Sadir and a bunch to and a couple to a wastrel, I think, on the blast. Nice. So yeah, Summer's gun, gun is not to be trifled with. Especially with thinking luck, man. That gun can get yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. real fast. Especially like yeah. Yeah, I, man. It's a four, four and a blast, eight and two blasts. Yeah, with thinking luck, it's ridiculous. It's only it is only a shoot five, so you know the, there is that. It's here's it's going to be tough to get. That to will that. be awesome. One, Lenny gives you a ram so you can be auto triggering thinking luck. Yeah, which is good. Also, Sammy Lacroix lets you take limited upgrades from the mastery that you're playing, or ma upgrades yeah. that are from the mastery that you're playing. Yeah, yeah. You can throw encouragement on him, her, I don't know. Um, her. Which lets Somer take a damage yeah. and give yourself a positive twist to attack. Then you're coming in paired yeah. with auto thinking luck. Ugh. It's yeah, that'd be pretty good. That's yeah, what so Ken that was, was teaching me. Shout out to Ken. Yeah. So that ended up being real important real early. Luna came up and was being annoying, biting stuff and getting critical strike and killing slop haulers. And uh, did did he ever give Luna but, the um, the sword? No, I don't think he brought the sword. He brought the barbs, the shirt, and the elixir. Oh, he did it wrong. So he did a lot of healing. He, he did a he lot didn't take of, either of my favorites. armor. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, uh, he, uh, yeah, he. Well, this is his first game. Right? That's fair. But tell uh, him, tell so him yeah. next time, badge of speed and, and the sword. <laughs> after after our game, I'll tell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, so uh, Gracie popped up on the edge and charged a wastrel and reactivated herself because apparently that's just a thing she does. Yeah, it is for a seven. It, yeah. And then healed herself by hitting him and eating him. Uh, turn two, she finished him off and then charged something else. I think it was Sadir. 
Uh, yeah, I think I, I had to walk and then charge. It was, it was an odd... No, it's turn three I killed Sadir. But that was a good one where I just got... I, again, I had I got, I had a high ram in my hand, so I went for two attacks, got the first one, and her with the ram, it's a minimum damage four on her tusks. So he had eight wounds left and just hit him twice and took him out. So that was real good. Nice. Uh, Sadir went down, the relic popped out, and then it was just, it was all pretty much over from there. It was a lot of wiping up stuff. McCabe came over with his whip and started causing havoc for a little bit, but eventually yeah, he went down. Hand, and, yeah. It was, just, I just had so many more activations at that point with, and the slop hauler was still alive. I had one still alive who was healing. You know, the biogremlins were just being annoying, and then Gracie and Somer were on either side of them, so it was really just stuck between the, the bacon and a hard place. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so I ended up with... I would infinitely called it. At, we, we called it after Sadir and McCabe were both dead, and he had, like, two wastrels left. And I, I would have got, you know, full points for breakthrough and full points for bodyguard on Gracie, I assume. I don't think the wastrels were going to kill her from eight. Yeah. I, I mean, I they might. They might get impressed. lucky. But. but, yeah, it's very unlikely because yeah. I had the slap baller still in. If they have the, if they have the so sword, they might have because the sword comes in at minimum damage yeah. three. If you have a ram, that's minimum damage four. On a charge, if you have yeah. two high rams, you could you could potentially drop eight damage pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. she's just got hard to kill, Rudy. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, so yeah, it, it ended up being. I, I guess we didn't bother adding up, but it would have been full points for me, and I think he would have got. It's probably zero. I mean, that's, but yeah, just because I killed his bodyguard and the other one was, I don't know what the other one was, but I assume he wasn't getting it. It's probably breakthrough. Uh, that was the, the fun thing. This strat was, was really fun, actually. Yeah. yeah. Breakthrough makes a lot of sense on that one, for sure. Although he, he, he didn't reveal it. He might have revealed and I just forgot it. I don't know. You only yeah. get three tokens so, on the other side of the thing. Maybe you just didn't reveal it and was going to go for it. Because you have to get to the other side of the table anyway for the strategy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the strat was a lot of fun. It takes a little bit of thinking to get the deployment right, like I said, from the first game. And it feels like the attacker has an advantage, but I think there's a way, you know, there's ways to mitigate that. Uh, this was definitely a very thematic, though. It was a lot of fun, like, because he had the relic hunters and they were trying to steal a relic from my bayou, and I was defending it, so that was yeah. really fun. Both of them make a lot of sense, yeah. A lot of flavor, yeah. You know, you could, and I think I'm going to look forward to this league, because I think we're going to play a lot more story encounters, and they, they just are a lot of fun. I'm, I've I enjoyed it very much, so looking nice. forward to doing some more. Yep. Hopefully with new big pigs from Mark. <laughs> <laughs> more big pigs. Yeah. Anyway. Those are my three games. That's three with Somer. Gremlins are at 30%. Nice. <laughs> really easy on that one. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I'm looking forward to playing them again next week on Tuesday. Up at 35 points. I think I'm going to try and get Bird in there with Gracie. Dude. And Lenny. And, and, Lenny, and encouragement. 
pretty much everything right there. That's that's my entire list then though. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're thirty five stones. Thirty five stones. So it's like uh and one slop on. <laughs> and one bio gremlin which you just summon off of. You summon one more bio gremlin and then you can't anymore because you don't have any uh slop yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what the strategy is. Maybe I'll actually put some thought into it depending yeah. on what it is. So. <laughs> we'll hopefully get there. That's the other thing. I still need to buy the Wave Two Gremlins deck. It was out of stock, and I didn't bother ordering it. And that was, oh like, yeah. And I forgot to tell them to order it for me, so I gotta call them and see if they can get it in by Tuesday. I locked into mine because they didn't have it at my store, and then I went away for a week, and I came back, and they did have it at my store, and I was like, yes, yeah. perfect. Yep, it's gonna be good. All right, I think we're ready for the tournament report. Tournament report. It's like news uh, jingle thing. Special report. Sounds like anyway. a, a fighting game sort of intro music. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so I I was in I was at Calfo and I was at two parts. I didn't stick around for the story counter because we had to drive from California to Oregon and get back in time to try and let our friend Kyle work. He didn't end up working, but we were happy to be home. Um, the first uh, event was uh, the Saturday, no, the Friday. Friday. Hen Henchman Hardcore. Um, my list for the day after the the quick demo game that I did with our friend Kyle uh, was Frank. I, I decided I wanted wanted Frank to be my leader, uh, which was interesting because usually I have Sadir be my leader with Frank as my backup for him. And then, like, you have to kill Frank to get to Sadir. And Frank can't actually use, like, he, usually what happens is Frank gives bonus defense to his leader so that they're harder to kill. Uh, but I ended up going with something a little different this week. I was really happy with it. Uh, I went with Frank, who had Diestro and Waden. Now, Diestro is the one that says when he's engaged with a person, they can't, he, you don't flip a card for him when you randomize. And, uh, yeah. And they're at a negative twist against shooting duels. So in a Perdita crew, usually Frank goes in and the Perdita shoots at you and you can't defend because you're at negative twist to shooting duels. Uh, but this wasn't a Masters game, so Frank being on a Master, it's like it was sort of a gamble to be like, hey, I know that you're trying to kill me with Assassinate. I'm just going to go ahead and wander forward and let you try. Come at me, bro. Yeah. Uh, but... Diestro makes it so it's almost impossible to shoot him with anything that randomizes. That's casting, shooting, doesn't matter. Uh, and it makes his uh, his group, his his team, his crew better at killing things that he's engaged with. Wade in also gives him a zero action self heal, and um, and hard to kill, which actually came up a couple of times. I'm sure. uh, my second choice was Abuela with the rapid fire ability. Now. These two go hand in hand, basically, because if uh, Abuela starts a turn engaged with something, Frank can use a one action to unfronte a me, her, hit their, her target. That puts him in base-to-base -base contact with them and then pushes her out. Uh, then he can stab somebody, and then he can um, basically allow them to, like, you can chain activate, and then she can start shooting. If Frank wasn't the leader, and I'm going to do this on my next Perdita crew too, so look out. Um, if Frank wasn't the leader, you can have Abuela start the chain, use her zero action to give him a one action to use on Fronte Ami, 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Push herself out. Rapid fire into melee. Shooting seven versus defense at a negative twist. Then chain activate and have Francisco Flurry. Yeah, that seems, I mean, okay, I guess. If you can survive seven defense duels <laughs> at combat seven, uh, you deserve to be alive. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's fun. That's a good that's hardcore a, that's list. A pretty good, it's a pretty good list. Uh, and then from there, I have the Brutal Effigy, as always, because you zero action to let him kill and draw when he, when he kills and damages. Uh, counter respectively. So why wouldn't you? Pretty good. Yeah, four stones. I mean, that's that's not a bad idea. And then the second one was because I had less. I had less stones than I usually do. Usually, I bring a brutal effigy and then something a little bigger, like a a, a, a pistolero at five stones, or maybe if I'm not going with upgrades, I go with um, uh, a hunter at seven yeah, stones. That'd be good. Um, but but because I was going with rapid fire, like I was doing a really upgrade heavy list. I went with a wastrel. This is the first time I've ever put a wastrel on the table. But the ability to say I have a ram in hand or a yeah, I have I have anything in my hand that's a four or higher, I can heal someone for two points. If I have a mask, I can heal myself for two points as well. If I have a crow and a ski marker down, I can teleport. Uh, they're they're really cool. I'm really happy with waste rolls. I want to start putting them on the table more. I think I'm going to in my Jacob Lynch crew because they go well. <laughs> okay, so my list, my list because it was a hardcore tournament, did not change. Uh, my yeah, first round, the rules there. Uh, there was some debate on whether or not you could change rules between turn uh, rounds. I think our what? tournament no. organizer was like, "Yeah, you can change up," and I was like, Ugh. "I didn't ever." Not normally. Right? Yeah, usually you choose one list and you just don't have enough time. I mean, the, the, the trick is yeah, the, the original one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my first time like, was... Yeah, it sounded like you guys were playing 30 minutes too, so yeah, a little more relaxed than the original. Uh, my first round was versus Sebastian. He had a rogue necro, a flesh construct, and I think Rafkin. That's way more than points. <laughs> Maybe not Rafkin. Points. Okay. Uh, Bell? Because the rogue is 10, I want to say. And the, I don't know. Anyway. So it would have to be like a Krugan. I don't know. He he was It was Sebastian and a rogue necromancy and a couple something. Yeah. yeah. One of, and a, and a yeah. flesh construct. Flesh construct and something. And something. Yeah. Um, yeah. He tried, he saw guild. And so his first move was to move down and try and use undercover. Which was a pretty good idea, mm -hmm. except that my yeah. list was mostly like if I can't shoot with Abuela, I'll just I'll just push in and use uh, a shitload of yeah. of stabbing instead. Uh, we sort of tiptoed towards the center. The rogue necro advanced pretty far forward, outside of the bubble, and so Abuela shot him down with a shotgun, and then she sort of helped Frank reposition, and then eventually like. She, he was charging Abuela to try and get her off the table because she looked like a softer target. And that actually helped Frank pull himself across using uh, Matriarch Trigger, which pulled him into mm -hmm. range to flurry on, I think, the Rogue Necro, and then next turn charge Sebastian and finish it off. Uh, I think Frank survived. Uh, he got three points for turf four on turns one, two, and three, 
but I was able to kill Sebastian and get the fourth 7-3 uh, win to me. Uh, the second round was against uh, uh, a nice guy who actually has recently contacted me on the forums, which is really funny. Uh, he was playing Francisco. I was playing Francisco. Uh, he was playing I'm a list. Shocked. He was playing a list very similar to the list that I was gonna that I was I've, I have played in the past. He played Francisco with Santiago, um, uh, and uh, Pistolero and something else. Uh, was it two? It might have been two pistoleros. But he didn't have Diestro. And he didn't yeah. have. Um, I think he had rapid fire on Santiago and, and no abuela. Um, and because he hadn't taken Diestro, when Frank and Frank met on the table. Oh, he was sort of trying to. It was. Oh. Is, was it a rifleman? It was something else that sort of stood back and shot. Um. Okay. So he sort of hit out in his corner and let me come to him, but I I came I I got into his face really fast, and uh, yeah. and because Frank my Frank had Diestro on him, he couldn't shoot me. He would have to randomize for himself. <laughs> so uh, yeah. oh no, well, actually I think Abuela was the star of the game too because Frank eventually pushes out, and Abuela like she. Freaking like they, he tried to engage her, and then my brutal effigy moved over and pushed her with a zero, so Frank didn't have the uh, fear not the sword that turn. And then my very next yeah. turn, I activated Abuela, and she unloaded on Francisco and just tore him to pieces with a shotgun. Um, and he was like, "Man, Abuela's really good." <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, yeah, she is." Um, <laughs> Uh, round three, uh, so that was, I think, I don't actually remember the score of that, but it was probably seven to three again. It was funny because I kept coming up with my rounds being done like first or second in the, in the event, and, and, uh, and she was like, you know, a lot of people are showing ties and going all the way to the end. This is kind of refreshing. Um, so yeah. round three uh, was... Probably my hardest of the day. The, the fourth round was also pretty hard, but the third round was against the guy who eventually took it. He was playing Guild. Do you want to guess who his master was? Was it Francisco? No. Oh, what? Was it Sadir? <laughs> it was the bait and switch. No, actually. He was playing Ryle, oh. which was interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. This was, <laughs> was Ryle with the Peacekeeper, Papa Loco. And a clockwork trap. That sounds like fun. Uh, his first move was to use the peacekeeper and his chain spear to drag someone into the clockwork trap. It was kind of brilliant. Yeah. Um, then, then Papa Loco, like I moved my I moved my master in, yada yada yada. Like Papa Loco eventually came over and tried to kill and um, and uh, killed himself in the process and did a bunch of damage. By the end of turn two, it was down to Frank with like three hit points and Ryle with like half of his hit points. And through turn three, we I moved around and we started stabbing at each other. And at that, it was we were both down to like one hit point. And then they called time. At that point, we were one to one for turn four. Mm-hmm. And neither of us had died, and we couldn't start our fourth round. 
And so it was like, all right, we're done with the game. We've submitted our scores. I want to know how this would have played out. And I was like, I do too. So we flip for initiative. I flip higher than him. He says, I'll use my last stone to flip for initiative again. I'm still higher than him. I discard a card for flurry and kill him. So it, it like it was it was a really close game. It literally came down to like one initiative flip yeah. at the end of the game. It was an amazing game. Uh, I don't feel bad tying against him. I felt I felt like and had I known the 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 trap and uh, peacekeeper combo, that was kind of new to me. I might have done things a little bit differently, like shot at the trap instead of pushing out to it. Yeah. <laughs> But it was uh, it was a hell of a fun game. It was a lot of fun. Um, my last round was against uh, Richard. He was uh, he's one of Chrissy's friends, I think, and that's why I remember his name specifically. John was round two. I don't remember my first two rounds. Um, but he was playing Toshiro Toshiro with Shiaki, a punk zombie, and an Ashigaru. Um, his mo mostly his move was to use Toshiro to give the Ashigaru and the Punk Zombie positive twists, have Shiaki in the background sort of throwing healing um, flips up the field, yeah. and then yeah. let that sort of rip through me. And it was actually, it was sort of the perfect counter for me, because if my plan is to push my leader into range of you and discard a card for finesse, which means you are at a negative twist to melee, then an Ashigaru, which makes that a straight flip, because he's within range of Toshiro, and a punk zombie who's still at a plus flip because he's got one inherently and is within range of Toshiro, uh, is pretty still yeah. pretty good at trying to take down Frank. Um, mm -hmm. It ended up uh, that I I moved hard left. I did like a pump fake left with my uh, brutal effigy and my Frank, and I left Abuela right to try and threaten him into cover, and I think it worked. Because he ended, I ended up with two models within for turf four on turn one, which was how we we're scoring it for this this version of this game, uh, and yeah, he was yeah. and he was a little too far out to get points on the first turn, uh, and it ended up being what cost him, because after I got that one point, I swung back around and sort of hugged the wall. Frank was there. The wastrel came down and started holding up the other half of the turf four, and uh, we both lost our masters. Francisco kills Toshiro, and then something kills Francisco. Uh, Punk zombie kills Francisco, and then the uh, uh, Abuela kills uh, the Ashigaru, and it ends up seven mm -hmm. six to me for the win, which puts me at three win and one tie with a pretty high differential. Most people were coming in with ties and stuff, uh, so I took second place for the day. The guy who I tied with, John, took first because he had a higher differential. If I had gotten one more point than I had on my last round, I would have come in first on on VP scored instead of dif instead of differentials. Oh no, we tied on differential. He had more victory points overall, and if I had scored one more point in the last round, or if I had, if I had stopped one more point in the last round, I would have won by differential instead. It was a hell of a, it was a hell of a tournament. I was super happy with my placement. I. I I felt like I was a force to be reckoned with, and it was cool. And a lot of people were playing lists similar to mine, and I was just I was doing well with it. Uh, so that was cool. the hardcore. Hardcore, yeah, that's exciting. I want to play like an actual hardcore tournament. It's a that's, lot of fun. Uh, 
sounds like a blast. Yeah, I need. I would. Yeah, a lot of. Have to figure out a great list to play against Francisco. Sounds like so. <laughs> <laughs> anything with a positive no, uh, twist to attack. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Or anything that, or no, anything but, that does damage without randomizing. Yeah, real good reason to go to uh, Gen Con. They're gonna hardcore do, tournament? I think, two different hardcore tournaments. So, nice. I'd get to play it at least one. I'm sure it'd be fun. What faction would you declare? I don't know. <laughs> uh, probably uh, Gremlins, I guess. You know, Jeez. McTavish uh, is pretty good. <laughs> McTavish with Bert and uh, Holler and something. For sure. Oh wait, what know. was? Uh, oh, oh, because Mark had a, a kind of a gnarly. Um, oh, with Mantra. Is Mantra Roja Slopholler? Yeah. And uh, oh, like a taxidermist or a whisperer or something. I don't remember. Something good. Yeah. They've got some good hitching, They're fun. Yep. Yep. And and his rifle and McTavish's rifle does not randomize. Yeah, it doesn't. So you don't have to worry about randomizing when you're shooting Frank. Perfect. Yep. Yep. He's he's a good one. Oh, okay. McTavish. Uh mm -hmm. your uh the the Burt Jepson. Gator. A pair of gators, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or yep. or Jepson, a pair of gators, and a and a slop, and a slop holler. Something there's there's something there. That yeah. sounds like a good list. Uh, but, uh, that's a ways off still. <laughs> yeah. Masters. Uh, Masters was yeah. on Saturday. There were four rounds. Uh, I think we did one round lunch break, and then three rounds afterwards. I think it started at ten in the morning. Um, I came in, I came in playing guild and I, and I knew I was going to play, you know, I knew I wasn't going to limit myself to masters that I needed for the mistakes were made challenge. And that gave me like mm -hmm. this, it was, it, it felt good to be returning to masters that I felt comfortable with. And I had yeah. like a ton of comfortable games playing. And in the first round we were doing squatters rights. No. It was it was uh, 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 interference with uh, mm -hmm. breakthrough, um, a couple other things. But the two the two that drew me to the master that I chose for round one were plant explosives and vendetta. Who do you think I chose? All right, McMorning. Correct. <laughs> yeah, that's I, like, uh, I took my standard pretty... McMorning list. I brought a watcher. <laughs> I brought uh, two nurses, two Ostringers, Francisco, um, a Witchling Stalker, and the Brutal Effigy. And I took uh, Plant Explosives and Vendetta with a uh, Ostringer versus a Ronin. Which was kind of a risk. Had he had he found out that I had Vendetta and he zero action to sacrifice it, he could have just stopped me from getting VP for it. That would have been um, But he he was pretty he he hadn't played Melifo in like a year. He was just coming back to it, uh, and I I was swinging for the fences on it. So I I did not pull my punches, and yeah, I've been working with uh, uh, a, a mentor. 
to uh, stop worrying about the butt hurt. Um, yeah, <laughs> the butt hurt that I that I am putting out. Uh, I'm trying to be less fluffy and allow myself to win big and not feel bad about it. Cause that's okay. Sounds good. Yeah, that's something that I'm not super I'm not super good at like kicking ass well, especially and then being, like yeah, yeah, kick ass. Yeah. Tournaments tournaments usually I can I can sort of get down do on that. But yeah, I don't. <laughs> do I, I didn't. I still don't. Um yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, <amazing. Eat> that. <laughs> um, but uh that would be I was able. To, I was able to get. To, I. I think um, the the real problem was he chose Vendetta also, but he chose Vendetta for Vicky of Blood on Francisco. The problem is Vendetta says you can't choose a zero soul stone uh, model. Yeah, yeah, it can't be. So yeah. he murdered the fuck out of Francisco with Vicky of Blood, but he couldn't get any points from it. Yeah. Um, his other his other scheme was protect territory. Uh, he did eventually get a couple points for that by like I couldn't I didn't kill Taylor. I wasn't gunning for her because she I paralyzed her. I essentially just used a, a nurse to be like I'll try and hit Taylor with take your meds, crow. <laughs> I'll try and hit Taylor with take your meds, crow again. Uh, at the end of it, she was able to kill the nurse with the Vicky of Blood who was sort of sweeping around, and then Taylor's like I'll place a scheme marker. Or protect territory. Yay. Uh, it ended up coming 10 3. He got a point. He got two points to protect territory and one point for the scheme. McMorning was able to eat through Vanessa, Vicky of Ash, and the uh, and Lazarus. He just like one turn after the next just kept erasing people from the table. It was so marvelous. So it was just magnificent to watch. Um, it felt good to play McMorning again. I missed him a lot. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to play him and prove that I still could play him. I was a little worried I was gonna like I would have lost it, you know. Um, yeah, but it came back. It came back to me. Uh, my second game was oh. Oh, what was the strategy? I think it was. Um, oh no, I remember. It was collect the bounty. Uh, yeah. Versus doing stand the 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 gaining grounds. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, versus the outcasts. And I uh, chose C Hoffman for that. I don't know why I chose C Hoffman for that. I think there was a. a <laughs> Oh, you know what it was? It was because it was collect the bounty. And I wanted to make things that I could that could kill things relatively easily, and also I could heal back up yeah. using using um, field mechanic. So I took him with uh, the MNSU one, the field mechanic one, the onsite assimilation, so he could gain fast uh, by giving something else slow. Uh, I brought a metal two metal gaming, uh rail golem, Howard Langston, and the judge. And let me tell you why I brought the judge. So the reason that McMorning is good is because he's a force multiplier. If you can get uh, a relatively tough but inaccurate model up to an accurate stat, for instance, the Rail Golem, uh, or Howard Langston, who's already a really high minimum damage and good combat, and give them more attacks per turn, 
you you make them so much better. Like if I can flurry with Howard Langston on his turn, he gets three attacks. If I then also use McMorning, who can sort of not McMorning, see Hoffman to push him into engagement and continue to make him attack. His melee seven and minimum damage four multiplies in, in, in usefulness. The judge can also do that with his combat effectiveness ability. So potentially, I can give, let's say, let's say perfect, perfect storm, right? I've got a rail golem who's looped in with Howard Langston and has some burning on him, who's engaged with something that has infinity hit points. He activates, he zero action locomotions, he gets every single one of his locomotions and gets to attack, that's 4 AP. He takes his two normal attacks, that's 6 attacks. All of these are at melee 7, positive twist to, to attack. Yeah. Then Hoffman turns on, and he, oh, also Hoffman can give him fast with his thing, if you do that in another order. Make, make Hoffman go first, give him fast. Um, then Hoffman goes and gives him, you know, three more attacks. Four if he takes uh, the, gives someone else slow and gives himself fast. Then the judge goes and, you know, hits the trigger on the two combat effectivenesses that matter and give him four more attacks. So you could potentially get 14 attacks pretty easily off of, off of a combat seven, minimum damage yeah. three. Uh, yeah. Um, so I wanted, to, I wanted to give that a go. And worst case scenario, if, if I have to split my forces, Hoffman can take um, uh, Howard Langston, the judge can take the Rail Golem, they can go off in opposite directions, and ju the judge basically becomes a mini Hoffman at that point. Um, yeah. And that's actually what ended up happening is he took Terra and just beelined for an entourage and just sort of ran laps in my uh, deployment zone. So I took Judge and um, the the Rail Golem and sort of circled back on him. I didn't get there quite fast enough to kill him. He did get there quite fast enough for his nothing beast to murder the hell out of my C. Hoffman. So in the last activations of the game, had I flipped better with my attacks on the Rail Golem, I could have killed Terra, and that would have left the game 6-3 to three in my favor. If he had then killed my Hoffman, it would have ended the game three to three tie. Yeah. If if he had killed Hoffman and I had not killed Terra, it would have left him six to three victory over me. And it, it came down to the last flips of the game. And had he uh, had he flipped a thirteen for the extra turn to go into turn six, we ended up with enough time for, to go into turn six. I could have killed it with the rail golem and the and the judge. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for me, uh, he did flip a thirteen. But he can cheat, right? Or he can reflip. He can he can flip it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so he Dang. did he did choose to flip it again, and uh, the second one was a yeah. five, and I lost. But in the excitement, we had posted the game as a six six draw. And we like even talked uh, about it. So we posted the game as a 6-6 draw. We took the things up to Chrissy. We talked about it for a while. I walked around. I was talking to people. Oh, man, we pulled a 6-6 draw. He killed my Hoffman. And then at some point in time in the in the afterglow, I realized that it was a 6-3 loss for me. And I was like. you can't score. Yeah. Entourage with without the Entourage. Hoffman. So I was like, I, I got it. I, 
I can't, I can't let myself stay on mid to high tables on this. So I went and talked to Troy, who was my opponent, and I, we went and talked to Chrissy, and I was like, "Look, this is not a this is not a six six tie. This is a six three loss for me and a six six three win for him." Um, so that sort of pushed him back up the tables. That pushed me to the mid tables. I was fine. It was okay. Uh, it was a hell of a game. Troy's a hell of a player. Uh, he literally just brought Tara and used Tara all weekend, uh, from what I saw, and he killed it with her. Man, he was doing really good. Round three, close deployment, guard the stash, no. never bored. I remember this. Ooh. Yeah. Who? What were the, who uh, do I think you brought? Yeah, who do you think I brought for that? Did you bring uh, Lady Justice? Nailed it. You're so good at this game. <laughs> I brought I brought Lady Justice with Francisco Abuela, so I was gonna do my Abuela Francisco um, uh, on Fronte bomb. Because uh, why wouldn't you? That well, seems really. Fun. Let me tell you why wouldn't you? Black blood. <laughs> well, I could, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because yeah, if you do that trick and you hit with every one of them, you're gonna take six damage for it. <laughs> yep. Uh, very true. So uh, I took uh, Boyle, I, I took two hunters because hunters are good. I took the brutal effigy because I figured uh, Lady Justice would want some healing, and she'd be killing stuff so I could get cards. Uh, I think I took power ritual and assassinate because he had chosen okay. Lilith, and I knew that if if Lilith was going to do what Lilith was going to do, that was going to be pull Lady Justice in. And my only hope was to kill her before she got a chance to murder me back. But it turns out Lilith in close deployment is really, really, really good. As it turns <laughs> out. Yeah. yeah I, 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 could, I can imagine. I think I've experienced that, and it, it's true. Because here's what happened. <laughs> Turn one, yeah. initiative. Lilith wins initiative. I don't want to burn a stone for it. That's fine, whatever. I'll go first. Okay. Barbaros, nimble, walk, make a melee attack, challenge aura. So there's <laughs> half my crew inside of the challenge aura. I'm like, oh, F. Okay, all right. I take an activation. I think I try and get Abuela out of melee with our Barbaros or something by using roll me closer deer on the brutal effigy whatever second ap alp walks in just walks in all right next thing that activates inside of that aura you have to take a duel otherwise you're slow all right i'm slow yeah. you gain slow while you're within the range of an alp you take a damage all right cool i'm gonna try and attack are you attacking are you declaring i'm gonna try and i'm gonna try and and give um my hunter an extra action are you targeting a model uh, while within Barbarossa's aura? Yes, challenge aura. Okay, that fails. Uh, <laughs> he he neutered the entirety of my team. And then right when I thought, well, okay, this is bad. How can it get much worse? He dragged Lady Justice in with, uh, with um, Lilith, just like I'd expected. And, you know, used a young and Lilith to sort of pinball her back and forth like a cat and mouse. And uh, by the end of, I think, turn three, I was literally tabled. Yep. I had nothing sounds, left. Uh, <laughs> sounds about right. 
It's real brutal. And so this uh, is the, this is the question. This is the question that I want to have a conversation about at some point in time, perhaps on air. Uh, how do you how do you keep morale up and rally when literally everything is falling to shit? <laughs> um, and I mean, like the guy who I was playing was great. He was he was he was you know calm and collected. He knew exactly what he was doing uh, as he was. Uh, as Miles would put it, pushing my shit in. Uh, he was like, dude, I'm going to... And I was sort of... I was just sort of giving up. I was sort of flipping cards just to flip cards. I was cheating just to cheat. Um, and yep. uh, I was trying to think... I was trying to do the mantra, you know? Can I score points this round? What can I do to turn this around? Is there anything left that I can possibly try and do? And it was like, you know, kill Barbaros. That'll free up your crew. Well, what crew? They're all gone. Um, use your... Use your <laughs> Use your watcher that you were sending to do power ritual to go do power. Oh, he's being chased down by a uh, by a, 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 a young nephilim. He's dead. Great. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the, <laughs> when when you are in a situation where you cannot see anything that you can potentially even try to do to gain points in a game, how do you, how do you cope with that? Um, and that was that was sort of where I was, and it was it was a 10-0. like it was a stomping, um, and it hurt. Oh, I mean, it hurt. I I I think at some point there's just no doing it. You just have to have fun with what you got left, you know. <laughs> like when I was playing that summer game, and I was like, I know I'm not gonna win. I yeah. know I'm probably not gonna be naive with this biogremlin. But I'm going to do everything in my power to keep this one Bayou Gremlin alive as he faces down Mizaki and Tutor Kage. And I'm going to laugh yep. about it every time he's on double defensive and he flips a 13 and the Tutor yep. Kage misses. I'm going to laugh and I'm just going to joke about it. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I always joke and I, you know, I'm, I'm, there's hardly ever that I'm not laughing and talking. Not yeah. like trash talking, just talking, you know, in general, <laughs> depending on who I play. There's a, there's a little more trash talk depending on who I'm playing. But yeah. <laughs> like if, if you ever listen in on one of me and Rudy's Vassal games, it's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, there's a lot of talk there. But uh, yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm generally pretty good natured about things. In tournaments, like that's where there's a point, I think, where it's like, you go from like, okay, can I harden up and, you know, make this happen? Which I've had that happen, and I do at times I'll get quiet and I will really focus and push as hard as I can to get points out. Like there was a tournament a little while ago when I was playing Colette versus Vix, and it was really close game, really tense, and he was killing my stuff real easy. And I just like was like, okay, I need to deny breakthrough from his thing and I'm gonna just and I you know it took like a whole turn and I barely talked and it was you know very out of place for me and then you know managed to pull the game back you know from the brink there so yeah but it, it is difficult to balance that but you know you just gotta enjoy yourself find that one thing that you want to do yeah it's ridiculous or or at that point you turn to the back to the fluff and you're like oh this is hilarious you know yeah. Of this and this and this. Oh yeah. So I got I got mushed that's, and I yeah. knew that I wasn't about, I wasn't worrying about placing. So I, I was going into the last game and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna play something that I think is gonna be fun. 
uh, and I'm going to play, you know, maybe I'll play something that I that I need a game for. Uh, so it was, um, oh, what was the last one? Do you have that? Do you have the guard? The what was the fourth round? Do you have a fourth round? No, we only played three rounds in our it gaining was, ground tournament, so I don't remember. Oh, it was it was, was quarter it? deployment squatters rights. Really. Quarter, oh yeah, that does sound quarter familiar. Deployment, squatters oh, rights. Awful. And so, who, who, given corner deployment and squatters rights, who do you think that I was going to go with? This is my favorite uh, game. I, I think you would have went with McMorning if you were trying to win. But if you're going for a game, uh, I don't know who you have left in guild. I thought you had all your guild done. Oh no, I've got quite a bit left. Oh, uh, did you do? Late? Did you do? Uh, Oh wow! I don't even know what guild masters you own. I own, the other I own everybody oh, McCabe. except Lucius. McCabe is the one. You did it. You got it. I was like, I was like, so I would play the McCabe list because I still had three games left to play with McCabe, and uh, my list was, my list was McCabe, the Pale Rider. McCabe had promises the the glowing saber and the badge of speed. Uh, the Pale Rider, Luna. A guild hound, a guild hound, a hunter, a hunter, and a watcher. All right. Uh, my first turn, I gave one of the dogs the badge of speed and reactivate. Yep. And the Sounds other, so, so one of the dogs moved to the middle in one activation, flipped a, flipped a, flipped a squat marker, Moved with his nimble and flipped another squat marker on the end of turn one. Yep. The other dog moved out in, for the fourth one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the other dog moved out for the other for the other squat marker. He flipped it first thing turn two. My hunter went back. I had four of the I had four of the squat markers flipped by the middle of turn two. Um my I had taken murder Pro protege on Rusty Alice. He had taken murder protege on the pale rider and i had taken undeclared breakthrough so i moved a watcher in and out of cover all the way to his backfield and i had taken one of my hunters and just sort of started moving him around the outside edge to go for breakthrough as well here's where things well, get interesting what was your opponent playing your his master outcast vickies okay with rusty with Rusty Alice and Taylor and Sue yeah. and yeah, yeah. Vanessa. Yeah, yeah, fun stuff. And then so your hunter moved around and so my hunter moved around to also start to move back for um, around the outside edge. Because his plan was to either come in and flank if if the battle was going poorly or to do a secondary run for breakthrough if you know someone caught a line of sight on the watcher and went for it. Here's where things get interesting. The guy who I was playing was fucking hilarious. First thing he says when he sees my list is, what is this, the Michael Vick list? You're going to make me fight dogs? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so he made a conscious effort. He said, you know what? No, I'm not I'm not attacking dogs. And he's like, wow, those, those hunters actually kind of look like dogs. Oh, geez, they're all dogs. If I squint real hard, <laughs> if I squint real hard, that one looks like a cat. 
So he was able to he was able to allow himself to attack the the hunters and one of the dogs. And the first time he was like, "All right, Sue is going to oh Vanessa is going to try and use her ancient her ancient resonance whatever spell on the dog, just one shots it. I think Red Joker's does a stupid amount of damage to it, and I was just like, God, how can you live with yourself?" Uh, and so, and so, basically, for the rest of the game, anytime I wanted to tie someone up, I threw Luna and the other Guildhound on them, and he's like, "Vanessa will try and walk away. Vanessa will try and walk away again. Guildhound will charge. Oh, come on! They want to be friends." <laughs> uh, and so, That's he, so he just kept pushing Taylor into try and kill the Pale Rider because he needed to kill her four points. Uh, I. I went I went big in this in the end of the second turn. This is this is turn two. And Rusty Alice comes out and tries to unload on my pale rider and misses because she's got cover. Uh, McCabe on horse takes his glowing saber back and charges. Um so at the beginning of the turn he just takes it back. And then he charges her and attacks and attacks. Mm -hmm. Taylor comes up and beats the hell out of him, knocks him off his horse. So he shows up behind, uh, and she didn't take Welcome to Malifaux before killing him. So uh, word to the wise, if you're fighting McCabe and you have a Taylor, and you're going to use Taylor to kill McCabe, use Welcome to Malifaux. Because after Does he, he... count as summoned? Yes. When he's dismounted? Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Summon, summon a dismounted McCabe. <laughs> that is brutal. That would be a lot of fun. Uh so wow. he, he yeah. didn't do that. So McCabe comes out. McCabe still has the glowing saber. But I'm going to, I decide to go and pardon the expression balls deep on it. And I throw the saber to the pale rider. And the, the, the guildhound that I had given the badge of speed to at the beginning of the game, who was sort of circling back around to give McCabe back the badge of speed, uh, was still had it. And so McCabe's like, all right, I'm going to charge. I'm going to desperate gamble. <laughs> so he went and gave himself reactivate to try and kill himself and, uh, and, and get, you know, five attacks on Rusty Alice before he, before the end. Just all he needed to do was kill Rusty Alice. Mm -hmm. And I whiffed every single swing. <laughs> So he dies basically. <laughs> yeah. The, yep. the next uh, turn, the next turn, uh, I have uh, the pale rider who is now sitting on plus two rams to his attack. Charge Rusty Alice and take her down. Oh no, can't charge. Shoot her with his gun twice and take her down that way because he's getting plus two to his basic basic damage on the gun. I think I may have gotten a, mm -hmm. uh, a moderate or something to, to sort of lace up, lace into her and take her out. And then I start pushing out with his zero action. The rest of his game is playing footsie with Taylor where he, you know, zero action pushes out, charges in, pushes out, you know, like just sort of moving in and out and using the warning bark to give him defensive. And she can't do any damage to him because he's at, you know, three armor and she ignores armor, but it's not really armor or whatever. So it was, it was just a little cat and mouse game between the pale rider and Taylor. And eventually he was able to kill, I was able to use McCabe to kill 
Oh no, I used the. I think the Pale Rider killed both Victoria's Taylor and Rusty Alice by the end of the game. Cool. And on the last turn, he was coming in minimum damage seven. Yeah. Because Pale Rider. Exactly. I was like, well, I didn't catch the ram on that one, so it's just minimum seven. He's like, oh, just seven? Just seven then. All right. Very good, sir. Um, he was a he was an amazing final game of the day. He really like it was it was sort of perfect. It was a nice capstone to the day. It was such a fun game. We ended up ten uh, five victory to me, but it was it was just such a fun game. Uh, he said he had, he hadn't gotten a chance to play Vicky's all weekend because he was starting his games by saying, "All right, I'm either playing Misaki or Victoria. Do you want Misaki to be Benjamin Franklin, or do you want?" Or no, Jefferson, or do you want Victoria to be Jefferson? And then he'd flip a 50-cent piece. And if, you you know, I chose, <laughs> I think I chose, I wanted Misaki to be heads, and he, and he flipped tails, because I already faced the Victorias that day. So he, he, he was doing a 50-50 chance uh, on his master for the yeah. So, yeah, and uh, I voted for him for, for best sports. He won best sports. I could understand why. Um, Chrissy was like, what? He's usually just a snarky bastard. And I was like, that's what I loved about the game. He was a snarky bastard yeah. the whole way through. And it was hilarious. Uh, so I ended up with two wins, two losses. I think I was at negative one uh, overall because I went up seven, up five. That's 12. Minus three is nine. Minus 10 is one. Yeah. So I was at negative one uh, differential overall. I ended up in 19th place overall. Um, it was a hell of an event. And I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take it by storm. Um, I had a couple Sounds of good. had a couple of bad matchups, and I'm ready. I'm ready for I'm coming back. I'm coming for blood. Okay. Which means maybe I'll be playing. <laughs> Sounds like a great event. Oh, Looks, it was so yeah, much fun. Amazing. Definitely. Uh, uh, the two people who I the two people who I lost to ended up coming in fourth and second. Nice. So we should talk about Adam. Talk to Adam and see where I would have come in if strength of schedule had been a thing. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. But yeah, no, it was it was a hell of an event. I had a great Very time. Cool. Mm -hmm. Did you get any? Well, you said you got you won second. Did you get any cool prizes? New stuff. Uh, I got. Let's see. Yes, I got a mystery box. I got a trophy. I got some tokens. I got a hollow foil, uh, Malifo, which uh, uh, first edition uh, fate deck. Nice. Um, I got some tokens. I got um, some secret weapon miniature bases. I think. Um, cool. I got a little measuring fob. There was some. There's some pretty what cool stuff in, in there. What was in the box, Rudy? It's funny you should ask. Do you remember how I recently acquired a Jacob Lynch crew? Yeah. By trading away misery like, because I already have a Teddy. It was a misery. It was a misery. <laughs> so here's nice. the here's the really funny bit. Uh, Josh Cowell uh, of Breaching the Foe's girlfriend. Oh no, through the breach. The through the breach podcast girlfriend is like, hey, I'm thinking about getting into the Dreamer and I want to have lots of Teddies. Do you want to? Do you want to trade your teddy? And I was like, let's talk about it later. Um, I was I was thinking about it, and eventually we worked out a trade. I'm probably getting a Bert, a Gracie, and a Maris. 
from oh, that's really from, good. I think from Monkey Sword Miniatures because they're Bert's like eight bucks, Maris is like twelve. Yeah. Um, and I, yes, I, and I was like, and if you're feeling super generous, you could, you could, you could buy a Wong single too. That'd be awesome. So, we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna round out some of my Gremlin choices with Bert Gracie and uh, Amaris, and that'll give me some fun stuff to work with for Brewmaster and yeah. Ophelia coming up. That's awesome. Lots of games to play with them, and it means I don't have to buy them, which means I can buy ten Thunders models. Yeah, that's. That's good. Always good to have more money to spend on other models. <laughs> Actually, I just got a bag of bits from our friend uh, Miles, who was cleaning out some stuff, and he was like, "I don't want," or I, and like, "I don't know what where his mind was." And he's like, "I don't want these," and he just like, "Here, I have this bag of models, and there's an an old metal teddy in it, <sighs> and a uh, like." broken misstep that's missing like an arm <laughs> and one of the legs is in the bag but broken and is he not playing with broken. anymore? I, I I don't know maybe he got uh, something else to go with like maybe he got the actual the old Howard Langston I don't know hmm. it was broken I think was more that he's not he's not gonna he doesn't want to repair it is more than more than uh, sure you know and it's missing an arm and it's like you know <laughs> And a uh, guardian, which I think was missing a leg, like the old metal one. Yeah, and, I think this is mostly stuff that he was just guardian grabbing for her. Yeah, the Leviticus screws, which is going to be great for your Leviticus yeah, screws. Like, yeah, and then uh, last but not least, a uh, soulstone miner. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, soulstone miner. So that's good. Looking forward to that. Uh, That'll be good when I go back to Arcanist and when I play Leviticus if I do constructs. Both of those are good. That's super fun. Oh, I didn't tell you, I did buy a uh, brutal effigy. Nice. A couple weeks ago. He's real good. <laughs> Solely for Leviticus, I guess. Mainly because I didn't want someone else buying him. I'm like, I don't want you guys having this. I'm gonna buy it. I don't want John coming <laughs> in with a brutal effigy. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so he's really good. And I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I'm starting to get back into it, and hopefully, gonna get some more paint on stuff. And moving forward, just gonna keep playing Somer for a bit. I have the the new the Gremlin the the old metal kin stuff. I gotta paint, so yeah. Hopefully, I can get into that. I gotta paint my Brewmaster then, so I can start playing him. I think what I'm probably gonna do is pin him so that I can play him unpainted without having to worry about painting him on the Bayou base. Mm-hmm. That'll let me. Yeah. That'll let me do some stuff. I did submit my uh, my Ophelia crew to the Draconis Awards, and I got high marks for my base, but I got bad marks for my painting because I don't do enough wet blending. So it was sort of a wake up call for me. I need to. I need to get. I need to start working on new techniques instead of just getting better at my old ones. Yeah. Yep. I'm not anywhere near that. After painting Gracie, I was just like, wow, I should paint more than once every six months, because. <laughs> I've been painting the drop zone stuff, but like you know, that's like I said, it's that stuff's all machine stuff and it's tiny scale, so it's like yeah. whatever. But yeah, I'll I'll get back to it eventually. So yeah, I'm I'm going on vacation for a couple of days, so I'll probably have maybe one game played because I'm going to play one or two because I'm going to play on Friday, and then I'm going to try and. Yeah. Take some painting up with me, so maybe I'll take my brew, my my breweries up there. Yep. 
and try and get some paint on yeah. your models up there. Um, I might try and meet up with somebody and get an extra game in this weekend. I'm going to be, I'm not doing anything, so. Or nice. maybe do a vassal, but try and do that. Yeah, we're going up into the middle of nowhere, Idaho, on Saturday, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be very nice to be out of the way. It's going to be fun. I'm, gonna, I'm yeah, so excited. I was hoping hoping to do that, but not this weekend. So, anyway, uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. If there's that's anything the topic-wise, yeah. Like, uh, yes. Sorry, go ahead. I was I said <laughs> thanks for listening. Oh, uh, if, there, if there are topics you that want, you want to hear us discuss on air, you can hit us up at you know the the MWM podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at MWM podcast, or you can get me at at Chewbac R on the tweets, or Alan at Al forty three seventeen. Yeah, I think that's my Twitter. Did I just nail that off the t- off the cuff? Yeah. What? That was good, man. Exciting. <laughs> I don't even have to. I don't have to edit that in this week. What? Let me double check that though. All right. How? For the music. Yeah. Yeah. Your best friend forever. Two peas in a pod flocking like birds in a feather. And you never have a need to beg, work, or steal. If all this sounds worth it, then let's make a deal. All you want in life for the price you sold. All the money you can fold. Power that you can hold. I'll put you in control. Only if you're down to roll down these train tracks tonight. But where are we going to go? Sit down.